today we are going to uh, practice loving kindness um, to a very difficult person, enemy. I think you've been waiting for a long time, <laughs> but we have finally arrived. I want to say less than friendly person, <laughs> less than friendly person. <laughs> Yeah, so instead of enemy and, and difficult, less than friendly. <laughs> so when you practice loving kindness to a, a difficult person, you want to start with somebody who's less annoying, not the most annoying one. Because if you start with the most annoying one, you are going to, going to be tormented in the emotion of aversion and anger and all that. That's why you, you need to start with somebody who's less annoying. I'm going to spend 10 minutes uh, just to explain how I go over, uh, I go about loving kindness for a difficult person. And then uh, we spend another 30 minutes of meditation and then 20 minutes of questions. Mm -hmm. So now, last time I was here, I was leading you uh, uh, in to uh, practice metta to a, a friendly person. That's easy, eh? That's easy. <laughs> but when we come to a difficult person, we seem to hit a wall. And my instruction last time is actually to do what you call a bypass method, whereby you got all beings. Imagine sending metta to all anacondas, piranhas, and uh, elephants in Africa, uh, buffaloes and bears, grizzling bear, black bears. You send metta to all those beings. It should be easy to, to send metta to a difficult person, isn't it? It should be easy. You remember the analogy of a stove? I told you how you, you start fire <laughs> using this uh, wood, you know. So the wet one you put on last until once the fire is all burning and raging, it's easy to put on wet wood. So it should be very easy for you to practice loving kindness to a difficult person if you uh, sometime send metta to all beings and then come back to a difficult person. Be creative. If you find out it's very difficult to send metta to a difficult person, Send metta to all beings in the world, you know, and then come back to a difficult person. I know you're going to do metta to all beings at some stage, uh, uh, maybe next week, but I think don't face a wall, just send metta to all, the, all beings and then come back to a difficult person. That's one way I do it. Another way I do it is to practice forgiveness practice. You have already done Forgiveness practice. Have you? Yes. Uh, I have phrases here I use that helps me. If I have mistreated myself knowingly or unknowingly through body, speech, or mind, I forgive myself. And then uh, you do for, if you have done, uh, if uh, let's say somebody has done, uh, has mistreated me uh, uh, knowingly, unknowingly through body, speech, or mind, I forgive you. You can even put the name. I, I forgive you, ABC. And then finally, if I have mistreated you knowingly or unknowingly through body, speech, or mind, please forgive me. So for us, this is how I was trained actually when I was in the monastery. Always to start with forgiveness practice before I do even matter to myself. That was the standard practice in the monastery. We go to meditate. The first thing is to send forgiveness, uh, to practice forgiveness meditation, then metta, loving kindness, and then we go to vipassana meditation. So I found it very, very helpful actually to go through all these practices of metta. Once I feel I've forgiven myself, I've forgiven others, and then uh, I have asked others to forgive me. This is my experience. I found out most people who are very difficult in my life at some stage, have be, they have been my friends. I don't have difficult people who have never been my friends uh, in general. <laughs> so, so most people who are very difficult is one time we are friends and then they blow it up. <laughs> so, so knowing that these people have been my friends at some stage, 
When I practice metta become easier because all what I have to do is to remember when we are still friends. <laughs> and forget once we started blowing out everything blowing out, you know, everything go haywire, you know. I forget that part of our life. <laughs> I look at the honeymoon part, you know. When we are enjoying our life, eating together, you know. So remember that. And another thing is I try to find out uh, what to call bright spots. Hmm? Bright spots. Uh, like if, uh, I found out that mo- even if most people are difficult, still they have some kind of positive spot in them. Not all the time, <laughs> but sometimes they have very good spots. Another thing I remember also Sharon says that uh, a friend shows you what you should do, but a, fr- a difficult person shows you what you must do. So in the practice of metta, uh, really, we, we really found out, wow, we've done metta uh, to oneself, to a friend, a neutral person, but it's not easy for a difficult person. Then let me actually send more metta to myself and friends and really radiate a lot of metta and then uh, send it to a difficult person. That's also very helpful. Another thing I found out which is helpful is uh, looking at this person that is suffering, actually. He's really going through a lot of suffering. That's why it's, it's very difficult to me. So even the Buddha said that when you meet somebody who's not good, physical behavior not good, verbal behavior not good, mental behavior not good, you treat that person as a sick person. What, what do you do to, a sick pe- to sick people? Do you kick them around? No, you give them medicine. In which case, here, this is the medicine you have to give, the medicine of med- uh, what you call compassion. This is medicine. Actually, Dhamma uh, is also called medicine. <laughs> it helps you to overcome the, this illness. Uh, mental states which are very difficult, like aversion and anger. So, at some time you want to send a phrase like, may you be free from suffering and its causes. I know part two you are going to do compassion and then appreciative joy and equanimity, but even when, when you are not there, we are not there in part two of this retreat, you can actually get some phrases that can help you when you have a difficult person. Then another thing I, I also remind myself that even this difficult person is going to die like me at some stage. Why waste time being angry at a very difficult person? Actually, when you look at it, <laughs> I do a little bit of mathematics, actually. So I'm 51, actually. Today I became 51. <laughs> so it's my birthday today, but I keep it very simple, you know. Keep it very simple. Nobody knows. <laughs> if there's no self, whose birthday are you celebrating? <laughs> That's the question I asked in 1999 here. They made a big celebration in 1999 when I was on a three-month retreat. I went to my teacher, please tell me, if there's no self, <laughs> which birthday are you celebrating? I went to Joseph, and he explained me. Anyway, where are we now? <laughs> okay, I do a little bit of math. Eh? I always take the standard of the Buddha. Buddha lived up to 80 years. Hmm? Buddha lived up to 80 years. So now, 51 minus 80, that's how much? 29? And then I say, do I have to live my 29 years being angry at somebody? And then even I, I, I'm a bit conservative. I cut it into two because half of it I, I spend sleeping. <laughs> so how many, I, how many years I have now? I'm down to 14? Yeah, 14. 14 and a half. <laughs> so then I ask myself, do I want to spend 14 years angry at this piece of person? This person? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. <laughs> I mean, when I look back, when I came in 99, just I'm running like this. 
<laughs> really, it's amazing for me. That's why for me, I'll do a little bit of mathematics eh, to really boil it down to 14 years of my life. I don't want to live gloomy, eh, being morbid and looking at somebody and making my life hard. I just take the other part and say, wow, let me enjoy my 14 years. I don't care what you're doing to me. <laughs> I, I'm, whatever you throw, bad things you throw on me, they're not going to touch me. Okay, now let us meditate. I've used my 10 minutes now. <laughs> okay, sit comfortably. Look for, met, send mentor to yourself, to a friend, and a neutral person. If you don't have a neutral person, I volunteer. Okay? <laughs> so then I won't volunteer for a difficult person. <laughs> okay, let us start. Let's get serious. Okay. Sit comfortably, feel at ease. Let go of the excitement. With all kinds of meditation, really you need to relax. You need to settle back and relax. Every part of your body should be relaxed. Any, any place where you feel tightness, see if you can let go. Really mindfulness go together with metta. Find out some simple phrases that resonate with you. And even last time I told you, before you send me to loving kindness, see if you can find one good quality you like about yourself. Not only for today, but for all their life, that one quality you really like about yourself. Maybe generous, and you want to continue to cultivate this quality. Maybe friendliness and acceptance, virtuous, mindfulness, wisdom. So with all the practice of metta, we don't look for negative qualities. We put them aside for a while. Then use phrases that you wish happiness to yourself or health that helps you to connect. As, as I told you, we need to learn how to build the bridges we need to dismantle all our walls we have around ourselves, around others, friends. More bridges, less walls. So then use phrases like, may I be well, may I be happy, may I be peaceful. Simple phrases that helps you to remember. Since you have been doing this for a while, you can go quickly to the next category, a benefactor or a friend. That's, you can bunch them together because mostly benefactors also are friends. So may my friends be well, happy and peaceful. Sometimes I, I drop may I, may like that, and just go straight to one phrase that connects easily for me. May you be well, happy, and peaceful. Or you can repeat one by one, may, I, may you be well or healthy, may you be happy, may you be peaceful.
again you already done that make sure that you space yourself and if it's not going through your meta is not flowing easily see if you can find good qualities you like about your friend or benefactor maybe they've been kind to you giving you good advice spiritual friends your mentor find out good qualities about them and again you send the same phrase you can even say as I want to be happy and peaceful may you be happy and peaceful that allows you that connection as I want to be well happy and peaceful may you be well happy and peaceful again it, again keep it simple hmm? keep it simple moving on to a neutral person maybe some somebody here You see some people here, sometimes UPS drivers, you don't talk to them, but they deliver your messages, your mail. Some people take trash, you don't have a chance to talk to them, but they're doing a wonderful service. So if, see if you can find one good quality you like about these neutral people. They're doing a good service to you. Drivers, they bring food here and drop it here, but you don't even see them. Maybe they might, even uh, your fellow yogis, you don't talk to them. They're not your friends, they're not your enemies, but they're doing a good service to you being here together practicing to overcome suffering so you send the same phrase may you may you be healthy may you be happy may you be peaceful Then you move on our best category today, which is a difficult person. You look for somebody in your life who's a little bit annoying. Remember the good time you had together, going for hikes or swimming, meditating together. But now maybe they are not so happy. Maybe they are suffering. That's why that's why they're difficult. So focusing on their good qualities, whether physical, verbally, or physical, mental, or verbal behaviors. See if you can pick out some positive aspect of their behavior. And then you wish the same thing you wished yourself. May the difficult person be healthy. May you be happy. May you be peaceful. Sometimes it's very helpful to reflect this difficult person 
as a, a baby, helpless. He needed some help from others. Sometimes it helps to set difficult person as a person who's really going through a lot of suffering and that's why they're very difficult to you. See if the phrases are flowing without hindrance. As when you say, may you be happy, do you really see this being receiving your happiness? May you be healthy, may you be peaceful. Maybe your phrases are not landing. At this time, you might want to send metta to all beings. May all beings, without exception, be healthy, be happy, be peaceful. And then come back to a difficult person when you are really full of loving kindness towards all beings. A difficult person being among all beings. Now you can come back and go to the same person Seeing this person as who's uh, who's suffering, and then you wish them compassion. May you be free from suffering and its causes. And then from that, you can send them meta. May you be healthy, may you be happy, may you be peaceful. When you look at it clearly, actually mostly sending meta really benefit us mostly. It's to our benefit not to hold on a grudge. And it's all for the ben to the benefit of other beings. What's the payoff of holding on to anger? A difficult person. They might be already enjoying anyway, somewhere, and we, you, you are here suffering. You, you can even connect, build a bridge by repeating reflecting, as I want to be well, happy and peaceful. May you be well, happy and peaceful. You can space yourself. You don't have to repeat all those phrases. But I was suggesting those phrases. So 
so the next 15 minutes just really practice on your own and and see what works for you
Having seen that all beings like oneself have a desire for happiness, one cultivates loving kindness to all beings. See if you can radiate now loving kindness to all beings. Seeing all beings being happy. including the difficult person. Okay, we have 20 minutes, if you have any question. Yes, there's a question there. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, Bonte. So I'm so curious, when I do metta practice, um, I really notice sort of a sinking in the mind. Sinking mind. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, When I say the phrases out loud, Mm -hmm. I feel more connected and my energy is more alert. Mm -hmm. But what I really notice is when I do the metta for all beings, energetically it's like wow like a bright star Mm -hmm. it feels really alert and connected and alive Um, so I'm just wondering what's going on (laughs) what's going on is what's going on (laughs) is actually maybe you're more connected to see all beings and then uh, actually, metta should uh, be practiced like, uh, like, like all beings, really, without exception. That's where we're going. So if you already actually feel more uh, connected and more energetic, sending metta to all beings, just wonderful. That's what actually metta uh, is. It belongs to a category, according to Buddhist psychology. The Pali word is called apamanya. Apamanya means boundless or limitless. That's why we call them uh, boundless, uh, uh, boundless uh, states of mind. So now uh, that means there's no limit to the number of people whom you send meta. So that's why uh, you feel that way. That's where we are going actually. Though we are taking one by one, but that's where we are going to make sure that all, we all feel at one with the entire world above, below, all directions. That's what we find in the discourses, really uh, infused, filled with this loving kindness. So that's fine if that's the case. Then the question is? Well, the radiating metta, um, I did a meditation retreat once with Analio, and he does the radiating metta from the six directions. Mm-hmm. I really resonate with that. Is that like, if could that be your sole practice, that sort of radiating forward, back, down, up, right, left, from sort of radiating out to the from the heart area? Definitely. Actually, there's uh, many ways of sending metta. Some, uh, there's what you call geographical radiation, whereby you send metta, or may all beings being... Uh, in this meditation hall, then in the whole city, state, the whole America, then whole continent, the whole geographical, you know, exp- expanding. There's also what we call directional. 
direction no? that means northwest southwest like this direction you can even start here if you want direction uh, somebody uh, who's sitting in front of you sitting behind you on the left side on the right side above there are many beings below so you can do whatever you want whatever you feel is connecting you you remember last time when i was here i told you while mindfulness use attention in order to keep going forward, you need attention. Manisikara, the Pali word is Manisikara. Here you need connection. To send meta, you need connection. Whichever way you feel that you can be connected, that's how you should go. Other people, they send it according to person, may all uh, uh, beings and these and that. So, so it depends. Uh, uh, but this is according to the commentaries. Eh? According to com the commentaries, to the discourses. So we categorize like this, like Buddha goes to the path of purification. Gives so many ways of doing it. There are so many ways of doing it. But uh, when you look at the discourse, what the Buddha taught was saying, okay, may beings who are tall, short, far or near. So it was very general in a way. So you really find something works for you. And you say when you say the phrases loudly, yeah, so this is the also now you say that you feel more connected. Actually, this the the, the stages I told you when you send meta, you this verbal level where you repeat them verbally, but not so loud for everybody to hear. <laughs> yeah, then there is a mental where you drop the verbal level, then you go to mental, so you repeat them mentally. Then the feeling level, the third level, really feel it, you know visceral you know level and then there's also concentration level where you really feel concentrated that's where you're going okay. does that help yes thank you okay welcome enjoy <laughs> okay so we have some time another question i saw some questions i have a question yes <laughs> yes if the difficult person stops being difficult for me. Mm -hmm. I start loving them. Mm -hmm. Then should I drop that person and choose another difficult person? Yes, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Good. That's wonderful that you are able to send meta to a difficult person and they cease to be difficult. That's great. So put them into friend category. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the friend category. <laughs> And you find another difficult person, and you're still going. The key is to, really to melt down all these things. Uh, I don't know if you know the background of this practice. According to discourses, uh, uh, this is in the commentary, what uh, the, the, the meta discourse uh, has a, a commentary how this practice started. Is monks went for three months to meditate, and they had difficulties with invisible beings, goblin, ghosts. By the way, I've never seen a ghost. <laughs> I forgot to tell you last time. I'm working on, on it. Next time I go to Thailand, I was reassured where to find them. Uh, now, the thing is, uh, monks could not meditate for three months, and then they went to the Buddha and said, for us, we are frustrated. We have difficulties in meditating. And then... Uh, Buddha told them, no, uh, now you can go with a, a wonderful tool, hmm? wonderful tool of meta-loving kindness. That monk said, no, please don't send us to that place. It's very dangerous. The goblins and ghosts, they're cutting off heads and, uh, of people and the smell and the sound. Because these invisible beings were disturbed by monks. They could not enjoy their pleasures yeah, as they usually enjoy. So the, the monks knew that this place is not good to go. But Buddha insisted, please, no worries. Just send mental loving kindness when you go there. All those invisible beings, ghosts and goblins will never misbehave. So then the monks learned this discourse of metta and they went back to the place. And when they went back, they send meta to all these beings which are disturbing the monks. Those were so happy. They, were, they became very friendly. Yeah? And then 
the monks kept on meditating. So there, that's the purpose of the practice that you convert a difficult person into a friendly person and then you go to another one. So in case you run out of difficult people, good. <laughs> you send all to be beings. That does, he, does that help? Yeah, thank you. Okay, welcome. But if you have no difficult person in life, don't create one. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's very good. Actually, I was looking for difficult beings in my life. Not human beings, but actually beings. I remember I was in Australia. I saw this most dangerous snake. I said, wow, so beautiful. <laughs> and then uh, I was in Africa and Kenya. I saw a most dangerous animal. Lion, but it looks so peaceful. And I was trying to find out what's the most difficult animal. <laughs> I saw bears and I thought they were dogs. I was looking for actually animals that <laughs> really that I cannot send matter. I found out actually I can send matter to all these poisonous snakes and piranhas in Brazil. I've seen them. So then I said, wow. Then I, I tried to go to a difficult person in my life. I had trouble, you know, <laughs> because every time I was seeing some good thing in a difficult person in my life, I said, okay, no problem. So I sent Metta. Okay, please. In the Metta Sutta, it says, uh, wishing in gladness and in safety, may all beings be at ease. Mm -hmm. I, I wonder, do you think that being in a state of gladness and safety, is that... How does that feed into our meta practice? Well, actually, safe from what? Now, when we talk about safety, we, there's two kinds of safety. One, inner safety, uh, where you, uh, you're not tormented by mental defilements like greed, hatred, and delusion. And then outer, uh, to be safe so that you're not tormented by floods and hurricanes and earthquakes and all that. So it fits into meta practice because when you are safe, you are happy, isn't it? If you are not safe, you are not happy. So it fits into the meta practice. Thank you. Like a jigsaw. Yeah, so <laughs> because uh, a happy state of mind is the one which is peaceful, is the one which is safe and secure. The Buddha used different words kema for safety, secure. But really, when you are not happy, you are not secure. You are not safe. So when there's happiness, then there's a peace. The Pali words are different, but all points to the same thing. Hmm? So don't worry, you can use the, those words. The key is to really find a word that resonates with you. Is it safe and protected? May I be safe and protected? or maybe happy and peaceful. It's really up to you. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes, thank you. Okay, welcome. So. Mm -hmm. Please. Um, so for me, it was very helpful um, to connect with the thought um, as I may, uh, as I wish to be happy mm -hmm. and safe mm. may you always um, uh, may you also be happy and safe mm -hmm. so it was um, like a feeling of reaching out my hand mm -hmm. and like um, mm -hmm. it was like a forgiveness mm -hmm. practice mm -hmm. also mm -hmm. um, I thought it was very helpful oh thank you that's a, that's a comment so actually, this is a variation that I also found out very helpful because this can be mechanical. Hmm? May I be happy, may you be happy, may we be peaceful or bored, you know. But once I really uh, say, hmm, it's a comparison, a comparison, a good comparison. As I want to be happy and peaceful, may you be happy and peaceful. So that takes away the boredom and the reputation and that routine. Really, as it points towards the key point, again I mentioned, connection. Because here now you are connected. As I want to be happy and peaceful, may you be happy and peaceful. That's what we find even in a discourse, meta, in, in meta discourse, uh, the, the discourse on loving kindness, uh, as the mother 
you remember that discourse. So, yeah, I, I'm very glad that that works with you. You yeah, can. It was, it was like a sharing. Mm -hmm. So and and through this sharing, mm -hmm. a feeling of connection came, as you say. Yes. So this, this was really feeling good. <laughs> okay, I'm so happy that it's feeling good, and now also I'm feeling good. <laughs> so it's really connecting, really. It's about connection. As I told you, with mindfulness, it's about attention. It doesn't mean that in meta there's there's no attention, but really pay attention. How do you connect? Just starting from even the phrase you are saying, is it mechanical? Or really actually can go to the meaning? Because words, we are the one to assign the meaning. So when you say peace, really, do you really penetrate and go to the meaning of the word peace? Or is just words floating around? So this is very, very important. Connection, connection and connection. Thank you. We have five minutes. Mm -hmm. I want to reiterate happy birthday. Thank you. And uh, what I found really, really helpful was your mathematical um, <laughs> exercise. <laughs> because I had someone in mind that I didn't really want to go there as my difficult person, but when <clears throat> I looked at how many more years do I want to carry this, <clears throat> yeah, it was a different story. So how I practiced was to uh, really start with some <clears throat> forgiveness. Mm -hmm. But when it came to, um, you know, to, to forgiving, I had to add the phrase, I intend to forgive you. Mm -hmm. So it really kept me open mm -hmm. and connected mm -hmm. to the, the difficulty mm -hmm. and uh, the desire to not carry this, mm -hmm. but that I couldn't really say, honestly, I forgive you, mm -hmm. just to say, I intend to forgive you. And that really made a difference. So, yes. And then in the practice, I think there were some good qualities that came up that I could see that I hadn't seen before. So, mm -hmm. I think this is you. very, very interesting what you shared, because when we practice forgiveness practice, you have to be very careful. Forgiveness is not the same as forgetting. And also forgiveness is a process, actually. It's a process. So it's something that has to unfold naturally. By saying that uh, I, I forgive you is actually it's not the destination. It's a process that we have to allow to open organically. You know? So it's good to actually to, to put, I intend to forgive you. Maybe I'm not ready now, but I'm willing to forgive you at some stage. <laughs> Hope not too long. <laughs> but that helps to put the burden down, right? And then it's like going in a lift, you have a luggage, and then you put it down, and the lift carries it. Mm -hmm. So actually forgiveness is, is a willingness to let go of the emotion, commotion, or feeling being hurt or wounded. Right? So it's good. Keep doing that. One, uh, uh, she has a question here. Um, so I guess related to the last question, uh, mm. there's this feeling when I do with difficult people, again, mm. the feeling of loving them. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think there's that fear though, because there's like this protection that if I love this person, then I'll allow, I mean, this isn't a wholesome thought, but I'll allow them to hurt me again. Or the, it, it gets confusing because I see that I see their, them as a child and, sweet and loving and just want to have the loving but I don't yeah there's the safety guard mm -hmm. thing mm. so you, you, there's that safety way of saying that okay, you know if I'm really to forgive you completely you're gonna get ad you're going to take advantage of me and come back in my life where I don't solve your flaws you know is that what you're saying so there's that protection you feel and that protection might be can we say fear being really recreating the same story once you become friends. Yes, when that fear comes, just be aware of that fear. Really, forgiveness, it doesn't uh, really mean that actually you are going to allow people to come in your life and then it start all over again, sharing the apartment. <laughs> and all that. No, 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 no. 
<laughs> really, what did it really mean? I'm just saying this to really drop that defense, uh, to help you to develop that. Yeah. So you can forgive people, uh, but it's not about forgetting. It's not forgetting what they did wrong to you, right? Still, that can be in their mind, but really the forgiveness part, I think we have to be on the same page. The forgiveness part is, I, made the, I, I, I mentioned it, is not, it's not weakness, it's actually regaining strength. It's healing. Know that it's healing. Forgiveness is healing. And then, when you forgive, you drop the luggage hmm, and then start healing and just be gain the trust and confidence that though I've given, forgiven you, but we are not going to come back in, uh, together and the same as we used to be. So they can be whatever they are, wherever they are. In other words, have some equanimity uh, and say, okay, yeah, this person, I've forgiven the person, um, but I've not forgotten what they have done to me. I've just dropped the luggage of suffering that I've been carrying through all my life. Can you imagine, even if we to live actually 100 years, life is so short. So I just feel for me, for me at least it doesn't make sense to really keep on carrying this heavy luggage. So for me, I've forgiven people actually, and those people did terrible things to me. But I'm not, I'm not going to see them again, I'm very sure. I'm very sure I'm not going to see them, and I don't want to see them. <laughs> But I really feel that I've forgiven them for why? For the sake of my peace of mind. Because it's very, very important to retain sanity. Because the, for the more I feel that I haven't forgiven somebody, of course I allow it to be natural. I don't want to fake it until I make it. Yes, I've forgiven you, but they are burning and raging. No, I really allow the process to unfold naturally and forgive them but I'm confident that I've forgiven this person but I'm not going to eat chocolate together, I'm not going to go ice cream, we're not going, we're not going to plan a retreat together, no, no, no no. those things So, but maybe you think that okay once I forgive then these people say yes uh, let's go together, let us begin a new chapter, no, no, no I don't know whether that's helpful but maybe you have ju you just have to deal with fear and somebody might give a talk on how to deal with fear because fear is a defense mechanism also. Eh? The way we put walls and we are afraid of this and this. But that's what I can say in a short time because time is up. But uh, it, it will come. Just really have some mindfulness as we are forgiving and just know that forgiving is, doesn't mean to allow people to come back. It means that I'm dropping my baggage of anger and let me live without ba this burden. But not to allow people to come again. Helps? Does it help? Okay, thank you. All right. You have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.